You're listening to the IT Career Energizer podcast, episode 7. Welcome to the IT Career Energizer podcast. For anyone who wants to build and grow a career in IT, develop and improve your strengths and skills, be inspired and motivated by the successes of others, manage your career progression, and achieve your IT career goals. And now, your host, Phil Burgess. Welcome to the IT Career Energizer podcast, where I talk with experienced IT professionals, consultants and experts from around the world each week. You can find out more about the podcast, including show notes for each episode to date, at itcareerenergizer.com. And now for today's episode. I'd like to welcome today's featured guest, Matt Robson. Matt is the Director of Consultancy and Solutions Delivery at Testing Solutions Group which is a specialist IT and business change assurance services provider. In addition to his IT career, Matt has and continues to be involved with the British Army. So Matt, can you expand on that brief bio and tell us a little bit more about yourself? Golly, where do I start? So um, I joined um, what was then called the Territorial Army University. So I um, did a degree in psychology at Durham and uh, at the encouragement of my dad, got involved with the University Officer Training Corps. Uh, and I would say the, the one thing that really set me on my way was at the age of 19, kind of bright but not massively sure of myself, um, getting involved with a, a structured organisation that really helped me challenge myself in so many different ways in terms of my physical fitness, my ability to problem solve in some of the most practical ways but mainly around the leadership and management piece that, you know, I obviously had some of the right stuff because I passed the selection, but that really honed it for me. Um, I continued on with psychology, so I've got a master's degree in neural computational, uh, which is around artificial neural networks. Uh, I started a PhD, didn't work out, um, and that was one of my first sort of big career steps, which was expecting to be an academic psychologist and suddenly having to look for a job. Now, I was lucky because um, I was deemed to be bright. I had the military background and I was available. It, it opened up a few opportunities to me. It's one of those points in life where, by happy accident, I found myself working for a big American IT consultancy in Bristol um, with the Def- Defence Procurement Agency. Ah, um, right. Massive change programme. Um, and, and that kind of set me on my way in terms of number one exposure to a massive great big full project life cycle program um, and two really getting into the world of work and, and finding out what I was good at and uh, ultimately that was the start of my journey into testing. Right and obviously that's a very much a focus area for you. Yeah I, I would say without resorting to cliche I'm not a classic tester uh, and maybe in some ways that's what's allowed me to progress fairly quickly. Um, my second job led to my first management role uh, and quite a significant team leadership role. Um, and that was, you know, again, what sort of set me on my way really in testing quite firmly. So going from being a sort of general IT consultant into a testing specialist. Yeah. So, Matt, um, can you share with us a unique career tip that the IT career energizer audience need to know and probably don't? 
There's a quote from Edith Piaf, a fairly random person to quote, um, which is, use your faults, use your defects. Can't do the French accent, I'm afraid. I think for me it was being aware of what you're not good at, but finding people who fill your gaps. So I, I find a lot of people who strive for perfect, perfection in everything and, and beat themselves around the head rather than working out what they're good at and also being honest with themselves about what they're not good at. And I think part of the reason I've succeeded in leadership is being quite open about those things that actually I'm not very good at and finding people who work with me to fill those gaps. So I know I'm a rubbish, complete, efficient fit finisher, but I'm a great visionary. So, you know, I, I have a number of trusted individuals that follow me around with a mop and bucket that, that help me on my way and finish things off. But, but embracing that really allowed me to develop into some fairly significant management roles. So rather than being afraid of my faults and um, fearing failure, I think you all, everyone fails at some point, so you need to embrace it and learn from it. It's more about how you recover from it. Yeah. But be honest with yourself about what you're not good at and then finding ways to bridge that. Yeah, so re- really identifying your own strengths and weaknesses and learning how to deal with them? It, embrace them. Yeah. I mean, I, there, there are things that I'm utterly rubbish at. And I, I found in the Army, you know, again, a practical leadership test, working with hardened Geordies, it's amazing how occasionally losing your pen or not being able to find a ruler builds affection in them for you because you're the useless officer and you play the stereotype. Yeah. And rather than trying to be absolutely perfect, they actually saw me as a human being and engaged me as such. That's, that's interesting to hear, <laughs> particularly with squaddies as well. Yeah. Um, right, can you tell us about your worst IT career moment and what you potentially learnt from it? Yeah, it's a hard one, um, and it's probably in the same vein. I, my probably my first really big job was uh, being appointed principal authority in QA and then um, head of CIO quality assurance within the Barclays Banking Group. Um, and it was an amazing opportunity, and it was a period when the bank was going through significant change. Um, but I think I forgot to use the word no. <laughs> and I think I, I embraced the role, but without a concept of how big it had the potential to be. So I've been working for a big French insurer within their UK life business. So it's a fairly chunky business. But going from that to working for the Global Group CIO, one of the world's biggest banks, is a massive step change. And I think I allowed myself to be sucked in and tried to be all things to all men and women. Um, and, and it's a quick and easy way to burn yourself out. Nobody is that good and nobody is that clever. They can cover all that stuff, or if they look like they are, they're probably bluffing it or got a team behind them. Um, and, and I think I really should have learned when to wind my neck in and slow down. Do you feel you have learned from that experience? <laughs> Do you want the honest answer? <laughs> Please. <laughs> I'm absolutely the worst person in slowing down. You know, the, the, the folks that work closely with me, I had to tell them that, you know, e- emails after nine o'clock and before, you know, after nine o'clock in the evening and before nine o'clock in the morning, don't worry about it. I really don't expect a response or frankly, you know, any out of work time emails, it's just me getting through it. I'm not expecting them to jump on it. Um, 
But no, I guess it's the challenge that, you know, now working in an entrepreneurial business where we have a relatively small management team and you're covering the breadth of running the entire business, it's very easy to get sucked into doing lots of things. And it's remembering that time really is the one finite resource that you have and and managing your behaviours accordingly. So being really ruthless in prioritisation and, you know, a conversation you and I have had before, which is, Actually, I've, I've always given freely of my time and, and I've learned maybe I need to be a more selfish in terms of how I apply you know, my own time and, and my own prioritisation. So moving on from your worst, maybe you can share, us, or share with us um, your IT career highlight or greatest success and how you're able to achieve that. So I, I'll, I'm going to give you two answers. Greatest success was actually around the same time. So... You know, at, at, at that time, Barclays had had a number of fairly public um, live failures, and part of the reason I was engaged to go work there was to help them deal with that. And I think, you know, over the period of about six months, we managed down um, severity one defects in production by 83%, which is a cold statistic, sounds okay. But if I, you know, if I tell you that the, the things that went wrong to cause me to be there were the ATM network going down, I think it was on Christmas Eve, or merchant processing going down on the first day of January sales. You know, a several outage means people can't get the money out, money can't be transferred, people can't make credit card transactions. And the stuff that was left over was mainly unavoidable issues like, you know, raid arrays burning out or telephone switches failing. So for me to achieve that and in such a short period of time as part of that very senior team of focused people was an incredible experience and an amazing learning opportunity um, but then in terms of IT career highlight it's going to sound cheesy but it is meant absolutely sincerely is, you know, I, I look at um, Team TSG you know, the, the team of people um, you know, who's part of my organisation now we talk about being one big happy dysfunctional family but we have this really broad set of people across demographics, ages, you know, outlook, education, you know, quite as broad as one might reasonably expect in a, in a, a consulting organisation. And I'm just really proud of them as a bunch of people. What, what they do day in, day out is incredible. Some of the crap they put up with as testers, because it can be, you know, an unsociable job working long hours, out of hours, weekends, when required. And, and they do so with grace and humour, and I'm just incredibly proud to be a part of that team. That's great to hear. Yes, I know it's something that you've obviously been working very hard at over the last few years. So I wish you all the best with that, definitely. Thank you. It's been a four-year journey. So in terms of the future of IT, is there anything that specifically excites you in terms of development and technology and, and potential for careers? Do you know what? Everyone seems to be talking about the robots and, and there seems to be quite a broad fear that automation is, is, the, is the death of humans working or it's going to fundamentally change the, the industry. It may well do that, but I don't think human beings will become entirely redundant. And, and it's funny, if you look at, say, music or beer, we've kind of gone through cycles where we've automated or it's been machine produced, then we go back to the kind of organic you know, we've, we've had beer and cheese from factories and we're back to artisan, handmade, whatever. And, you know, it, it's a similar journey with, with things IT that, yeah, there'll, there'll always be technology, but how the technology is applied 
tends to go in cyclical phases. And you know, I, I think while AI um, chatbots and such are developing, it won't take the people out for a long, long time. And I think the consequence of that is that there's an explosion of really interesting stuff going on out there. FinTech, blockchain, yeah. cybernetics, artificial intelligence. And for people who are technically minded, and moreover, people who can think of ways to apply the technology in new and interesting ways. I just think there's so much going on. And, and I think there's been a long time where entrepreneurship just hasn't been particularly fashionable and it hasn't been particularly easy. But if you look at accelerators like Rise London, you know, um, the number of universities getting behind technical innovation. You know, in the UK right now, we have this incredible incubator for talent and incubator for technology. So I think it's a really exciting time to be, you know, early in your career and able to embrace this. No, absolutely. Um, I think there's so much opportunity that's going to arise over the next few years. Um, obviously, you've mentioned a, a couple of things, robotics in particular. Um, obviously, digital's on everybody's lips as well. Um, a lot of agencies being involved in in this now as well. So I, I think it can only be more change and therefore more opportunity. But I think I think it's there for people to embrace. I think um, I can see people who can't keep pace with change, and it, it, it either keeps them in a job that they're not necessarily happy with, or it's kind of marking them out of the, of the market altogether. They're they're doing different things. Whereas I think if you have the will and intellectual agility to keep pace, there's just so much going on. And if you've got the imagination to do creative things with technology, you know, it is it, there for the taking. Okay, we're going to move on to the uh, reveal, which is a quick fire round of questions. Um, I think you may have answered some of these before, but we'll see how we go. So what attracted you to a career in IT? They offered me a job and it paid. <laughs> Often the easy way and the easy answer. Okay, um, what is the best career advice you've ever received? So, so many things to choose from, but I remember a, a very dear man who's still a friend of mine, Alex Bedford, who was putting me through my graduate consultancy training at Unisys, and he looked at me and said, two of these, one of these. And when he said two of these, he was pointing at his ears, and when he said one of these, he was pointing at his mouth. Yeah, and therefore use them in that proportion. Absolutely, yeah. I, think, I didn't really take a lot of heed of the advice, but it was good advice. Right. Uh, If you were to begin your IT career again right now, what would you do? Golly, that's so hard. I'd have probably learned to code. I I, I did a bit of Turbo Pascal for Windows when I was doing my first degree, but I never really learned how to code. And even as a tester, I think it's a very useful skill to have. Um, I I think the other thing for me is I'd have... I'd have probably tried to put my fear to one side. I think there are times where opportunities probably present themselves that, that for reasons of fear of change or fear of the unknown that I let slide by. And in retrospect, it's not I'm unhappy with my career, quite the opposite, but in retrospect, I probably could have had a different path. Yeah. Um, you know, that could have taken me other interesting places. Okay. Um, what career objectives are you focusing on right now? So, so for me personally, being a business owner and leader, um, 
getting better at that. It's not that I'm bad at it. Well, I hope I'm not bad at it, for God's sake. But it, it, it's about develop, developing my skills. But also, I've always enjoyed um, being engaged with the wider industry and, and the sort of sharing of creative ideas. So part of it for me is becoming better in terms of leading the business and part of it is sort of getting back to being more engaged in the wider industry. What's the number one non-technical skill that has helped you in your career so far? Empathy. So, so much of testing is about trust because uh, we won't get into theology of testing, but fundamentally when someone tests something, if they say it's good to go go live, unless you're about to go redo all of their work to check to a point you're taking it on trust, or if you're a consultant providing advice and guidance, however much experience you've got, however good you are, there comes a point where people have to trust you in order to actually act upon that advice. And empathy, emotional intelligence, allows you to, one, get the best out of other people, but to actually get below the surface when you're looking at situations to really understand what's going on, what's important, what are the human drivers. And I think that's why, particularly in testing, um, it's really helped me push my career forward. Yeah, I think you, you touched on, obviously, emotional intelligence, which is a subject um, that's getting more visibility, I think, um, and, and how that affects working relationships in particular. It, it's interesting, isn't it? When uh, I probably shouldn't say this, but when I joined the industry, there was lots of middle-aged white blokes who didn't have great social skills, and I think one of the great developments in the testing industry, and, and I think probably accelerated by people like FDM and Capita's Novus program is really changing the face of testing in the most literal way. I think having a, a broader range of people in the industry has allowed testing as a discipline to be more widely engaged with the end users and also you know, the clients in terms of um, buy-and-side organisations or people's customers. Um, and I think it's, it, that in itself has really on cliche, taking testing up the value chain. I'm going to have to put £10 in the box now, aren't I? Um, but, but it's changed it from being a subservient mechanical operation to a, a value-add operation that really helps drive change and drive change safely. Um, so finally, can you share a parting piece of career advice with the IT Career Energizer audience? <laughs> when I was 14 or 15... Um, I did a, uh, a work experience placement at, at uh, a marketing agency, um, and by about day three, I, I was taken off in the um, finance director's BMW 7 Series to Hull, where I spent most of the day eating defrosting Sarah, Sarah Lee cheesecakes as we were doing a, a photo shoot. You had about a 10-minute window under the lights before they started to melt, and basically were going to bin it, so I think I ate about two whole cheesecakes that day in, in small slices. Uh, and on the way there, it obviously made a great impression because the gentleman said to me something along the lines of, of course, it's better to keep your mouth shut and let them think you're a fool than open your mouth and, and prove them right. And it was interesting. When you're early on in your career, it's, it's quite easy. It's that balance of enthusiasm over experience. And sometimes it's really easy to think with your mouth open and you can get away with it when you're older and more experienced because people kind of expect it and you've got a bit more credibility. But I think when you're fairly early on in your career, it's that idea of drinking in the information and processing it without necessarily um, you know, getting too engaged. 
um, until you have a better grip because it helps build your credibility. It's not say don't communicate. It's not say don't get stuck in, but it's about using judgment when you're early on so that you don't appear naive or out of step by the same time showing that you've got good listening skills, good cognitive skills, and when you do communicate, make, make it matter, make it hit, and people remember that. Yeah, no, I, I tend to agree. It's uh, too easy to make a fool of yourself by opening your mouth at the wrong time. Oh, as I did many a time in my first role. Thanks, Matt. That's great. Um, what's the best way that people can find out more about you or connect with you if they want to? So I'm a bit of a monster on the old social media. So TSG Consulting has a, a Facebook page, which is a good way to get in touch with us. Um, we've got various feeds on Twitter. And, and for me personally, probably the best way to get through to me is on LinkedIn. But just be aware, I get so many messages if I'm a bit slow coming back. Don't take it personally. I will get back to you eventually. Well, thank you very much for your time today. Well, no, thank you for inviting me to speak. I really appreciate it. I hope you enjoyed our chat with Matt Robson today. You'll find show notes on the website at itcareerenergizer.com slash e7. In the next episode, I'll be talking with Jeremy Schiefling, who is founder and CEO of Break Into Tech. If you are enjoying the IT Career Energizer podcast, please remember to subscribe to automatically receive new episodes each week. I'd also love to hear your thoughts about the podcast, and you can leave comments at the website, or you can contact me through LinkedIn or on Twitter. Thanks for listening to the IT Career Energizer podcast. To find out more about building a successful career in IT, visit itcareerenergizer.com.